This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is indeed due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbul Alameen, Rabbun referring to the one who created in the first place, the one who thereafter nourishes, cherishes, sustains, sustains, provides, protects and cures, the one who is in control of every aspect of existence. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Complete blessings and salutations upon the most noble of all prophets, the best of all creation, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. May Allah bless his entire household without exception. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single companion of his without exception. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every one of us without exception. And our children, those to come up to the end, may Allah keep us steadfast on the deen. My beloved brothers and sisters, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, He promised that He would send down to the earth messages of guidance. If you take a look at after the incident of the eating from the prohibited fruit, when Adam alayhi salatu wasalam and Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam were sent to the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا فَمَنْ تَبِعَ هُدَايِ فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ Before I translate that, let me give you or tell you the importance of the two aspects mentioned at the end of this verse. Two things, الحزن and الخوف. Huzn means sadness and khawf means fear. These are two things none of us want to go through or to see or to witness or to feel. None of us would like to be fearful, scared. None of us would like to be sad. Everyone is looking for happiness and contentment and everyone is looking for security. So Allah tells Adam alayhi salatu wasalam and Hawa alayhi salatu wasalam, if you would like to be protected from sadness, and if you would like to be protected from fear, then there is something you need to do. Now I get to the translation of this verse. Allah says, whoever follows the guidance that I will keep on sending. Every time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to send guidance. Whoever follows this guidance, then for them there will be no fear. They will not have to fear at all, nor will they be sad. So Allah gives us the remedy of protecting ourselves from fear and from sadness. And that is to follow the guidance. And as you and I know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to send messengers with messages from the very beginning. Each time you recite what was brought by these messages or messengers in terms of the message from the maker, you will be feeling so cool and so calm. You will not fear. 
you will be feeling soothed so much so that even the disbelievers when they listen to the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wallahi it impacts upon them in such a unique way that they cannot even explain what has happened to them take a look at when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam being the most noble of all messengers the best of all creation the final prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he was given the best book the seal of all the books of revelation the quran in it there is cure just by reciting the verses by reading the verses there is cure ya ayyuhan nas qad ja'atkum maw'izatun mir rabbikum wa shifaa'un lima fis-sudur o people a warning or a message which is very important has come to you and in it there is cure for the diseases of the heart the diseases within the chest allah says the quran has cure in it do you know you will be told that if you have this sickness or that sickness you recite this verse and inshallah it will help you the truth is the entire Quran has cure in it for diseases we have that we don't know we have. So the best thing you could ever do is to recite it from cover to cover, putting a marker where you have stopped. So you will start off from the beginning if you decided or you had the time to recite four pages, five pages, one page, two pages, one whole juz for example, you put a marker where you've stopped and whenever you get a moment, you continue from where you've left off. What will happen? There will be verses within those verses that you have recited that will have combated the sicknesses that you don't know you have had and later on when you go and check, you will be spotless no no disease no sickness people may have had cancer without knowing and it was cured without them knowing and when they went to check they didn't have cancer only on the day of judgment you will find out that you know one day you had cancer imagine may allah grant cure to those who have these type of diseases this is why it's not good enough to only concentrate on one surah and stop there we know the virtue of Surah Al-Waqi'ah. We know the virtue of Surah Yasin. We know the virtue of Surah Al-Kahf. Yes, we should be reciting some of these surahs as often as possible. That does not mean you ignore the rest of the Quran. Perhaps in the rest of the Quran, there is cure for other diseases, like I said, that you may never know you had. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the best of this world and the best of the next. So Allah says, He sent to us the Quran, in it there is guidance. If you follow this guidance, he didn't just say if you read it. Reading has cure, yes. But it's not good enough to only stop at recitation. We are taught that there are some people who recite the Quran and the Quran is cursing them. Moments ago we heard about how sometimes the Quran has been reduced to a ceremony or a, a recital that perhaps would be the opening of a function wherein the displeasure of Allah is about to take place. You have a wedding, for example, where people are undressed. That's what it is. You have a wedding where music is about to be blasted. And they say, we commence in the name of Allah by a recitation. 
In that case, Allah says, reciters of the Qur'an where they are insulting the very command of the Qur'an are actually cursing themselves. Better you did not start that with the recitation of the word of Allah. Allah tells you to cover, you are uncovered. Allah tells you not to engage in this, you are engaging in it. And you are merely reciting it because it's like a disclaimer to say we are Muslims and we start off in this way. How dare we do that to the word of Allah? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us true guidance. It is better to have your function compliant to the law of Allah than to merely start it with the word of Allah that you are not going to adopt. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us all. Wallahi, my brothers and sisters, it is a very serious matter. So that is the Quran. Sometimes we read it and it is cursing us. The reason is it says to us, do not commit zina. Do not, for example, steal. It says do not drink. It tells us do not participate in gambling. It tells us to establish salah. It tells us to give out zakah. We find ourselves heading in the other direction. The message of the Quran in one direction and we are heading in another direction. If that is the case, what was the point of the mere recital? Have we reduced it to the equivalent of the Bible? Have we reduced it to the equivalent of the previous books that are now even changed because the people did not want to follow the injunctions? Is that what it is? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Talking about protection, Allah says regarding the Quran, Indeed, we have sent down this revelation referring to the Quran. And we will protect this revelation. So generally, everyone says, well, you know what? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is going to protect the Quran. Nobody will be able to uh, distort it in any way. Correct. That is correct. But if you take a deeper look, you need protection, don't you? And if you know the Quran is going to be protected by Allah, according to this verse, why don't you attempt to memorize the Quran once it's in your heart? Allah will protect you as a result. Did you find what I'm saying? Did you understand? If I want to be protected, for example, and I know that Allah has promised He will protect revelation. If I have made an effort to put it into my heart, the whole book, I can rest assured that Allah is going to protect me because the Quran is inside of me. Subhanallah. This is why if you take a look at this, those who become hafiz, those who memorize the Quran, it's not one day or two days. It's an effort. On average, two and a half to three years if you are dedicated. That's the average. Yes, there have been some who have, you know, done it earlier. But memorization of the Quran is actually a lifetime commitment. That's what it is. If you are to let go of it for a single week or a month, I would say for a single day, if you become oblivious, you start making mistakes and blunders. Some of the strongest huffad have forgotten the Quran. And some of those who were the weakest have become the strongest. The reason is the dedication. The huffad who are completing today, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and those who taught them and their parents as well. And may Allah bless every one of us. Wallahi, my advice to you, it is a lifetime commitment that will start today. Lifetime commitment. We think I've graduated, so now I'm done. No, in actual fact, you are only beginning. That's the reality. Today is a day of happiness and joy and acceptance. To begin with, for those who have taught these young men, the ustad, those who have dedicated their time, their effort, their energies, 
to actually listen, to help memorize, to correct, to dedicatedly sit. It is a more difficult job than to memorize. Did you know that? Try it. It requires dedication. Imagine it's not you. You will be gauged by the performance of someone else. This is what becomes more difficult. When the Huffad begin to read in Taraweeh and they make a lot of mistakes because they were lazy, for example. People will say, where did they learn? When they are told by so-and-so, they start thinking that that person is not competent enough to have taught the Hifth class, for example. Not realizing that it was actually the laziness of these young boys. So it's difficult to be an Ustad because you are now gauged by the performance of someone else. The same happens to any teacher. They say, good teacher, but these children were all brainy, mashallah. And they say, this teacher was poor. But it's not the performance of the teacher, it's more the results of those who were taught. Similarly, the parents, they receive a crown on their heads. This is what they receive. Because of their encouragement, because they were considered people who always encouraged their children, facilitated for them the participation in the madrasa or the attendance in the madrasa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless one and all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all acceptance. I want to ask a question. This is the book Allah has revealed. Allah says in it there is maw'idah. There is warning. Literally a lecture. A lecture is also known as a maw'idah. Something, a statement of importance, a reminder, if you would like to put it that way. And Allah says in it there is shifa. If you take that reminder as a reminder, it will give you shifa. It will grant you cure. Cure of the diseases within the heart. Because if I have a physical disease, my brothers and sisters, they can amputate your toe and your leg and your hand. Wallahi, if your heart is in order, that doesn't matter at all. You could have been a person physically, you are unhealthy. But if you are spiritually healthy, your chances of entry into Jannah are far greater than those who were the healthiest physically on earth, yet spiritually dead. So don't be fooled by people's looks. Don't be fooled by the color. Don't be fooled by complexion. Don't be fooled by how fit someone looks and how big they are and muscular. Wallahi, those are mere physical features of this dunya. If it is coupled with spirituality, you will achieve success. A lot of us are guilty of one main major problem because this is shaitan's main aim to make us oblivious of the fact that we need to prepare for the hereafter a lot of us are guilty of not preparing for the hereafter the rand crashes everyone runs to do something about it but the spiritual rand has crashed a long time back and nobody ever did anything about it why why is it that if the something changes today in terms of the economy we are so quick to feel hurt Whereas when we commit sin, we don't even bat an eyelid. Why is it that we are ready to listen to the news and to read the newspaper and to watch the stocks and so on? But when it comes to watching the Quran, which is far greater than any stocks you can have here in the dunya, wallahi, we are not even interested. Why is it that the day begins, a beautiful day, where we thank Allah with a sunnah dua, Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhin nushur. Do you know what that means? You are praising Allah who gave you life after He had caused you to die temporarily in your sleep. And you are saying, our return is going to be to Allah. Every morning you are saying, my return is going to be to Allah. Every morning you are saying, I'm going to return to Allah. But you did not start your day with a recitation of the most powerful word in existence. Never. 
You'd rather listen to the news or you'd rather listen to something else. Some people, astaghfirullah, first thing they turn on the music. Can we all promise for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not a day will pass without us having read at least a single verse of the Quran. That's not a big thing. Dedicate it to Allah. Imagine you started your day and you made sure I made wudu for the sake of Allah. I read my Salatul Fajr before I got off my place. I picked up the Quran and for the sake of Allah, I read one verse and looked at its meaning and then I closed it. Wallahi, if you do that solely for the sake of Allah, it won't take you more than 30 seconds or two, three minutes if you are very slow. And wallahi, if you were to die on such a day, trust me, the chances of a blessed death are far greater than if you were to die on a day where you did not even move that Quran and you had no connection with it. Like this, we would be connected to the Quran. Within the last 24 hours, I should have picked up that Quran at least once. I should have read it. I should have looked into it. Today, it happens to be on our phones. How many of us are on WhatsApp? I'm only going to use the example of WhatsApp. We are on WhatsApp for hours on end. If your phone has to vibrate in your pocket, you are restless until you check who messaged you subhanallah you are restless until you see who messaged you and the same phone we are proud because we are muslims to have downloaded an app which has the quran and its translation and its recitation but it stops at that how many of you have not used that app or let's word it the other way how many of you have used the app that you downloaded yourself. It has the Quran. It has recitation in it. It has so much in it. How many? Surely we can do better, my brothers and sisters. That's my message today. We can do better. We see people having dedicated so many years to become a hafiz. Wallahi, surely shouldn't we start off with the short surahs and increase them. We become champions of inna a'tayna and qul Allah. Do you know what that means? Soon as you start your salah, Allahu Akbar, first thing that comes to mind, inna atayna kal kawthar, fasalli li rabbika wa anhadna shalak, everything, it's over. Fajr is inna atayna and qulhu wallah. Dhuhr is inna atayna and qulhu wallah. Asr is inna atayna and qulhu wallah. Maghrib, definitely it is because it's supposed to be short anyway. And Isha, inna atayna and qulhu wallah. What happened? Is that the Quran? Is that your Quran? Just two surahs? It's a reality. We should be ashamed. It's the most powerful kalam, the word of Allah, your maker. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this to you as a gift. Subhanallah, the most powerful word such, you read it, you are given security. You read it, you get the mercy of Allah. You read it, you earn Jannah. You read it, you know what else happens? Your sustenance comes down from the heavens. That's the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah strengthen us to recite the Quran, to read it. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us to fulfill the rights of the Quran. Now someone might say, I do know, but you know what? I am very slow. I take my time. I wasn't good enough. You know, I didn't learn until later. So I take about one hour for a page. So listen to what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. مَثَلُ الَّذِي يَقْرَأُ الْقُرْآنَ وَهُوَ مَاهِرٌ بِهِ a person who reads the Quran and he's an expert in reading it. Oh, mashallah, he's got a very, very high status. He is with the top people. But guess what? You know what means? A person who like takes so long because he's slow, he stutters, he can't really, you know, move so quickly. He takes so long. He says, 
he has a double reward subhanallah a double reward so someone who might have flown straight through it caught the jews and you're hearing them read like mashallah manshawi or whoever else it is may allah have mercy on all of them yes mashallah they recite it and if you take so long do not become despondent do not be a person who loses hope when you are told your tajweed is not good and you're already 50 years old go and make an effort then people say you know what I want to learn the Quran, but where do I go? I want to learn the tafsir, but where do I go? Look, you make a plan. That's what it is. If it was a tax law, you would have made a plan. If it was any other problem, issue, you would have made a plan. And we have made plans on earth. Why is it when it comes to the word of Allah, we say, no, I don't know where to go. There's no madrasa. There's no teaching. There's no this, this. Wallahi, it's all there. And it's all available. And there are people. And there is so much happening. It's a test for you to go and find out where, when, how, and why. It's your test. Allah knows you earn the millions. Allah knows you earn the billions. Now Allah is watching to say, okay, all that we gave you. What have you built for the hereafter? What have you built? Don't think, okay. And this is something that we do have as a major problem in society. We think, you know what? Allah didn't give me the opportunity to learn much of the Quran, but I'll make sure all my children are hafiz. Okay? That's a common mistake that people make. I'm not saying it's a mistake to ensure that your children are hafad. It's the first part that I'm more worried about. Are you dead that you have to say that? That Allah didn't give me the chance? The chance is still there. The Sahaba radiallahu anhum, most of them were beyond the age of 40 when they learned the Quran. Did you know that? They were adults when Islam came to them. Did you know that? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, how old was he? He was an adult. How old was Uthman bin Nurayn radiallahu anhum jami'an? They were adults. So there's no excuse to say, now I'm old, I don't know. You can still learn the Arabic language. You can still learn the Quran. You can still go into the Islamic department and the knowledge. So many institutions available right at your doorstep. They have tailor-made lessons for you adults in the evenings. But why? We are too lazy. Wallahi, if sports had to come into our town and our favorite sport, we would make sure we cut everything, perhaps even miss some of our salah, astaghfirullah, in order to go and participate or support or just to scream and yell in the stadium what about Allah can't we make an effort and like I said it doesn't take too long imagine if the Quran was still being revealed and we had to commit to it completely forever and ever wallahi it still would be our duty to do that but the Quran is a book we know where it begins we know where it ends we know its verses we heard a beautiful recitation by the Qari from Kenya absolutely beautiful superior standard wallahi ask me i'm telling you how many of us are moved by the recitation of the quran and yet sometimes we say you know what did you hear that song hey you know forget the music of it but the lyrics hey, 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 hey. it made me cry man wallahi this is a statement that is common the music made you cry the quran hasn't moved you Umar ibn al-Khattab was the enemy of Islam. He cried tears when he heard three, four verses. And Najashi was someone who was a Christian. He cried tears when he heard a few verses. We are Muslimin. We haven't yet cried with the Quran. Let's be honest. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala move us. Their lives changed completely. When they heard one, two verses, they became Muslim and not any ordinary Muslim. 
They became the top of the crop, subhanallah, when, when they heard a few verses of the Qur'an. We read the whole khatam, meaning we complete the Qur'an once, twice, so many times. Ramadan, we're happy. We go to Farari Masjid and we listen to, mashallah, the fastest taraweeh and we listen to 10 taraweehs if we want. But it hasn't moved us one inch. In fact, once Ramadan ends, it's like we were only Muslimin for that particular month. That's the month of the Qur'an. The idea is not to close the Qur'an after that month. The idea is in that month, you must be moved to commit to the Qur'an throughout the rest of the year. That's the idea. When you have a sale and you want to participate in the sale, what happens? You go and buy your furniture, you go and buy whatever else. Is it just that now that the sale is over, you pack away the furniture? When the sale is over, that's when you are using the furniture. Remember, that's when you're making use of what you bought in the sale. Same applies in Ramadan, there is a sale. You know, small deeds are given a bigger reward. The idea is once Ramadan is over, you must be able to make use of what happened in Ramadan with us the other way around. First day, day of Eid, already we're participating, we're arranging illicit you know, meetings and we're having participation in functions whereby Allah is forgotten totally, yet it's a day given by Allah. May Allah forgive us. So the message I have for you today is one, and I'd like you to go home with it. We can do better. That's it. We can do better when it comes to our link with the Quran. All of us. First thing, if you have any haram CDs in your vehicle or in your homes, replace them with the Quran. That's your first step if you would like. You can take many other steps that could be your first based on your own situation. But at the same time, replace it with the Quran for the sake of Allah. Watch the mercy descending. Watch the mercy descending. Do you know the Quran that is read at Fajr, the angels, special angels are appointed to come and listen. That's why the Imam, same Imam, when he leads Maghrib and Isha, his voice is different. But come Salatul Fajr, there is a different spirituality. Indeed, that recital at the time of Fajr is witnessed by specially appointed angels. Subhanallah. And what time? What, what's happening to us? The devils are listening to us snoring at the same time. Allahu Akbar. One hand you have the angels coming to listen to those reading the Quran. That might just be your last day. So many people have died. And their books, not only will they get, but we know sometimes that this man has had such a blessed death. He was there for Salatul Fajr. He made Fajr as he was walking out of the masjid, he died. And we say, Mashallah, may Allah give me such a death. But you never at the masjid, how are you going to get it? To get that death, the first thing you need to do is go to the masjid. So at least maybe when you're walking out, someone can trip you one day. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good death. My brothers and sisters, let's improve our link with the Qur'an. It's the word of Allah. Once you have this recitation, try to imitate it. Try to mimic the good recitation. These recitals, you don't have to be a pro of tajweed or a pro of recitation. You need to listen and be able to mimic properly, copy it properly. Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam read that Qur'an to the sahaba. All they did was they mimicked and copied him as best as they could. Subhanallah. They did it as best as they could. Try something you don't need to be shy about. Melodious voice. For who? For Allah. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter, you might want to go into the meanings of the Quran. Participate in some of the lessons that the ulama are undertaking in some of the masajid. Perhaps you want to find out, speak about it, put it on your 
groups. You know, we have so many groups of chats. A lot of these chats are business groups, friends groups, this group, that group, halal group and haram group, everything. It's all there. If you say, brothers or sisters, I'm looking for someone to teach me the meanings of the Qur'an. Do you think you won't get an answer? You'll get a response. And trust me, if you get a group of 10 people, any scholar would be ready to teach you. Subhanallah. You bring in a group and come. Let's sit and start. You will find someone who will teach you. But without that thought and idea, and without that you know, concern, nothing's going to happen. It won't just pop in. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. Then we need to try and put it into practice as best as possible. When you put the Quran into practice, your life is in order. You become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, it's amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept not only the memorization of the Quran easy, but the understanding of it also easy and the fulfillment of it also easy. People say, for example, why should I do this? You know, the women, for example, they might ask, why should I dress covering my legs? Something quite simple. If Allah tells you that you need to believe that that is the best for you, it will protect you from depression, from so many other things in the long run. You might not see it right now. Imagine now that you're 50 years old and you don't want to show your legs anymore. What happens? Now you learned to cover them. And then all the 25 year olds who want to show their legs. And now you're nudging your husband every little while when he wants to look at those legs. And he says, but darling, you used to have those legs. Astaghfirullah. If all of us had covered those legs, no one would have to say that. You wouldn't be embarrassed when you're 50 or 60 or 80. You would not be embarrassed. Why? You were dressed in the way that pleased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was the rule. But if you want to expose, Allah has kept it such that a day will come. Hook or crook, you're going to have to cover. I remember one elderly lady who told me after one of the lectures that wallahi you are so right. When I was young, I had the best hair. I used to show it off. I actually participated in an advert for a shampoo. And you know what? People told me you're wrong and I used to think that these people are judgmental. I used to tell them, stop judging. You know, that's the word people use. When they don't want you to correct them, they say, don't judge me. No one judged you. They're only telling you what's right and wrong. She says, a time came when I lost my hair. And now I can't even, I can't even show my husband my head. That's how embarrassed I am. So we don't want to wait for that day to obey Allah's instruction. Obey it from now. Change your life today. What are you waiting for? Perhaps you might be dying later on this evening. It's possible. You might be dying now soon. If you made that decision and then you die, Wallahi, I tell you, perhaps Allah might not look at anything else you've done in terms of evil. He might say, I love this deed so much for you is paradise. I tell you why. Someone entered Jannah based on compassion towards a cat. Someone entered Jannah based on quenching the thirst of a dog. Dogs and cats. Imagine if someone could have entered paradise because of that. Do you really think that a dedicated act of worship for the sake of Allah would be lower in the eyes of Allah than compassion towards a cat and a dog? It's far more difficult. So if you've done this for the sake of Allah, trust me, you wait, watch on the day of Qiyamah when that message comes to you to say, for you is Jannah. And you will be so excited to say, Subhanallah, I changed one thing in my life that was so difficult. For your sake, O oh Allah, today I'm smiling all the way. May Allah grant us inspiration. This is the message of the Quran. The Quran is worded so beautifully. Allah does not say, Wa aqimus salata one time. He says it so many times because repetition is good for a mu'min. Repetition is good for a believer. 
This is why we are repeating what we are saying. Because one day, inshallah, it will impact on us. One day it will have an effect. Keep on reminding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all paradise. May Allah grant us Jannah. Remember, every letter you read from the Quran with the intention of recitation, you get 10 rewards. 10 rewards such that if you were to say Alif, Lam, Mim, you get 30 rewards based on the fact that there are three letters. That's a hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa I want you to think for a moment. If you were to say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. I think you and I have lost count as to how many letters there are there. Agreed? Imagine if you were to carry on. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Malik Yawm Al-Din Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'een I can't count. I literally, imagine, it's going, it's giving you value completely. Whenever I go into a petrol station, and those who own petrol stations, I know some of my friends do here, you can have a peep at your pump. Every time you put in petrol, what happens? It starts giving you figures. How many liters and how much it's going to cost, right? And every time I look at it, wallahi, my mind goes to the Quran. Do you know why? Once, many years ago, this example was given that when you are reciting the Quran, it moves quicker than the pump at a petrol station, the reward. And guess what? It's not only you getting the reward, your ustad gets exactly the same reward. So if one ustad has taught a thousand students, he is getting a reward completely. Imagine how much money he's making. You and I know the richest from amongst us, probably those who are connected to oil somehow. May Allah forgive us and grant us goodness in the dunya as well as the akhirah. Imagine if you had petrol stations, each one half if you made is one petrol station. Imagine how many would you have? 20 petrol stations. Subhanallah, 200. You would be collecting proper reward, proper. And on top of that, the one who taught you also gets the rewards. The one who taught, the one who taught you will also get rewards. And so on until it goes to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is one of the reasons why he has been granted the highest of ranks. So surely make an effort, small effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Brothers and sisters, no matter how old you are, start today. This evening, start today. Don't say tomorrow, inshallah. Oh, next week, you know, we're going on a nice holiday. Cruise, inshallah, Mauritius. And after that, when we come back, no, 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 no. By that time, it's all over. You might not come back. You might never come back. Who knows? You're probably going on your last journey. You need to start today, dedicate it. Say, listen, I'm, we're going on holiday. I'm taking this Quran. And you know what? When you read the Quran daily, daily, early morning, you will be embarrassed to sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You now have a connection with Allah, His kalam, His word. That connection will be so strong and solid, it will stop you from going in the wrong direction. I hope that this afternoon can be a means of our guidance through the barakah of the Quran, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've taken the liberty of addressing the matters that I have. And again, I end with the same message. You can do better when it comes to your link with the Quran. Here are examples. I've seen little children. I've seen old people. I've seen male. I've seen female. All memorizing and making an effort in the Quran. And I, even though I did it when I was very much younger, I always ask myself and I always tell myself, the question I ask myself is, how much have you done? And the second is, how much can you do? Very big difference between the two. As for the second question, 
you can never answer it enough. Which means you will always continue. How much can I do? I can do much more. I can do much more. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. May He make us from those whom on the day of judgment we are told to recite as you used to recite in the dunya, as per the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who will be who will have memorized the Quran, Allah will tell them, read as you used to read in the world. Read as you used to read in the world. And as you are reading, you will continue going up. Your level continues going up until you get stuck. When you are stuck, that's your level. And getting stuck on that day will not be connected to your memory. It will be connected to you acting upon what you learned. So if you get to Aqimus Salah, and that's right at the beginning of Surah Baqarah, and you didn't used to do your Salah, you're stuck there. No matter how powerfully you knew the Quran. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive our shortcomings and may He grant us Jannah. Once again, congratulations, Mubarak, to those who have completed the Quran this afternoon and to their Ustads and at the same time their families and all of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all acceptance and forgiveness. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.